DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Question today up on Facebook. Baseball's hanging on the amount of games and now basketball players may not want to play. How much more can sports fans take? We've got a lot of people weighing in on this, PK. And I am surprised by how many people, and I, you know, I'm just going off the comments I see on social media, but I think at least a third of sports fans think the baseball and basketball seasons have been wrecked, the partial seasons, the stoppages in play, the stoppage in play in basketball and the late start here in baseball. They're just ready to move on to the next thing. And I don't think they're, major- they're the majority, but they're a significant minority. And I got to admit, I find that surprising. Possibly because I'm in the other group that says something's better than nothing. Let's go ahead and restart the NBA season, even if it doesn't look like anything we've ever seen before. And I think playoffs with no fans is unlike anything we've seen before. Well, how does that apply across the board, though? Because, you know, it's just a victim of timing in that when the thing hit, it could have just as easily, I suppose, randomly hit during the football season. And so how would that be viewed? It just so happened it could it hit at the at the latter portion of the basketball season at the beginning of the baseball season for college and pro and high school, for that matter, and youth leagues and all that stuff. So they got forced to shut down. Well, I think they should have the right to come back. How do you view that in terms of individual sports? As you already said, historically, Father's Day meant the U.S. Open in golf. Well, we're not going to have that. So does that mean when we get to the U.S. Open, hopefully when, not if, in a few months, that it doesn't? it's not the same? Well, I guess it's not the same, but whoever wins that U.S. Open is going to say, I won the freaking U.S. Open, man. Yeah. <laughs> So it's going to be the same to them. And we already heard Joe Ingles a couple of weeks back say, we joked, uh, you know, if you won the title, we'll call you the next day. Oh, no, I'm going to need a few days. I'm going to be celebrating so hard. So, yeah, it's not going to be the same, obviously. I don't know that anything will ever be the same again, really, when you think about it. I don't want to be too dramatic here. Yeah, but, but, but already nothing's been the same. I mean, yeah. it's a, the NFL's wildly popular. But if you've been watching the NFL and you're as old as we are, the rule changes have been massive. It is literally not the same rules. I'm watching all these old documentaries of, I watch a lot of them, of uh, old-time players and coaches, and it, the goalposts are on the goal line. Guys are running into them. You can use them to, you know, to separate yourself from a defensive back. It makes field goals shorter and easier. I mean, there's all kinds of changes. There have been all kinds of rules. So it's already not the same. The basketball's clearly changed. They added the three-point line. It changed the game. Yeah, and I'm fine with all that stuff. Uh, I, I view this as an opportunity, particularly for basketball, because we have, we're a basketball community more so than baseball. If we had an MLB team, I think we'd be fine. We'd be going, people would be going nuts about their team if they got in the postseason and all that stuff. But nevertheless, it's jazz basketball that rules in this community for sure. And with that in mind, I view it as fun. This is going to be a fun thing. Why shouldn't they play, man? The season didn't end the way it's supposed to. If it was a labor thing, well, screw them. <laughs> you know what I mean? And by them, I mean everybody. Right. But it's not a labor thing. It's uh, whatever you want to say it's a thing. I don't know how you describe it. But nevertheless, it came upon us. So let's have an ending. I like the idea of having a conclusion rather than just go into next season. Plus, there's so much money at stake. 
And I believe, I don't care who you are, you have the right to earn and make that money. Even if you're making millions, you have the right to earn more millions if you're in that position to be able to do that. More power to you, I guess. And that's what a lot of these young fellows in basketball, you know, the players are relatively young. That's why I say that. They get that opportunity. And then and just for us, man. I think it's great. I think we need sports more than ever. We don't need necessarily the winning and losing more than ever, but I think we need the competition. We need the forms of entertainment. Aren't the, aren't the megaplexes, aren't they supposed to open today? I don't know the date. It might yeah, I think be it's today. today. Is it I think today, today. Or correct yet today? Okay. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's a big deal. Forget about the folks who work, although you can't forget about them because that's extremely important to them. But movies, to people, that's a form of recreation. You know, I knew this guy. He went and he had this job. It was a seasonal job. And they put him up in this hotel up in Colorado for the winter. And it was all work and no play. Okay. It's like, where is he going? I knew this guy. Well, you were telling us about a friend of yours, Wayne, and that's a legit story. This, of course, is a famous movie with Jack Nicholson, The Shining. And watch it during daylight hours, because it is going to freak you out. <laughs> oh, I think everyone's seen it by now. Uh, Yuck, have all of your friends seen The Shining? I mean, I think PK's right. The people of a certain generation have all seen it. but I, I'd say 80% of them okay. have. Yeah. I've seen Here's it, Here's Johnny. Here's I, Johnny. <laughs> I watched it when I... I, did, I I'm not old enough that I saw it you know, in the theaters. I saw it as a rental, and a, a college friend of mine... Who, who we were splitting an apartment uh, after uh, college. We were both, he and I were both working in uh, radio. And I wrecked my knee playing basketball and had to have ACL surgery. So I am laid up for like two weeks, right? And and after the whole pain meds thing, the first couple of days I was home, then I'm just sitting there bored. And he just started, he rented so many movies back in the, you know, the days of Blockbuster and all that. He rented, says, you got to see this movie. Uh, I'm not sure you can handle it. So we're going to go ahead and watch it during daylight hours. <laughs> I was going to ask, what time? Uh... Oh, it was like 4 o'clock in the okay. afternoon. Yeah. And, and we watched it. I was like, oh, man. Scary movies really aren't my thing, but that is, that's an all-time classic. Good pull, PK. Good pull. Yeah, well, right. And what happened to him? All work and no play. Look what happened. Uh, Shelley Duvall cracked him upside the skull. <laughs> it's a baseball movie. So <laughs> if you love baseball movies, go see the show. Well, I mean, with that in mind, think about it here. And so for some folks, we need some form of entertainment. And that's a form of entertainment. And we can't forget the people for whose job it is. Well, tell them about your of friend course. Wayne, because uh, that's, uh, you know, he's, I would think most people think he's in a relatively good situation in normal times, but these are anything but normal times. Yes, he works in the entertainment business himself, and there's nothing to do right now because films aren't being made and all that stuff. So I'm talking to him just a couple days ago, and he tells me, I haven't worked for six weeks. Six weeks? And he said, yeah, and I'm probably not going to be working until the fall. Well, my gosh, there's no way I could do that. I'm speaking to myself I'd be in a world of hurt if I went X amount of months without a paycheck. That would be just disastrous. So I said, how you doing? How you hanging on? <laughs> Where are you? San and, Bernardino. <laughs> no, he's not in San Bernardino. Uh, not, not far, but not there, <laughs> no. And he said, uh, well, yeah, it's impacting him greatly uh, because obviously he's got doesn't have money coming in. 
and uh, he said he's got a rainy day fund, and but he's tapping into that big time, obviously. And so depending on when he can get back to work, uh, and he told me he said that uh, last Christmas we took a family trip to Hawaii, and his kids are a little old. He's got a kid in college, and I think another kid's like a junior or senior in high school. So, you know, you get to that point, and they start moving on with their lives. And they took this trip. He said, I'm glad we did it when we did it because we're not going to be doing that for a while. And, and that's a luxury because that's how we got started because I was telling him that I had uh, a, a week of free lodging in Hawaii that I was supposed to take uh, a couple of weeks ago. Well, it just got the first week of June this year, but obviously we didn't go, and it got pushed back to the first week of June next year. So I can live with that. It's not that big of a deal. I can wait a year. Um, and it's it's a funny thing. The person who gave it to me, it's a timeshare deal, and they said, well, we only get it uh, on the uh, even years, so next year we can give it to you, but it'll cost because we we only get it the way the timeshare shut up. We get it on the even years. And I said, well, how much will it cost for the week? They said, $149. I said, yeah, I think I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> I can afford that. <laughs> That's going to like $1,000 or something. I don't know. $149 to be able to use it on the on the odd years and i said well yeah i don't i don't want to wait two years i want to go so i'll pay the 149 dollars and we'll be just fine uh but you know that's how we were talking and because he said his son had a college trip with buddies and they they couldn't do it blah 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 and then one thing led to another and so yeah that's a that's a major impact man so just think if you don't like it for the sports just think of all the folks who got jobs coming back think of the theaters people who can go to work that's great news well, we know people who are furloughed at the Jazz. There's a guy who's been furloughed, and you and I have known him for more than 25 years. And I am hoping he gets his job back as soon as possible. You know, he's a good guy, and I have leaned yeah. on a wall and stood in a hallway killing time. You know, it's uh, there's a lot of hurry up and wait in the media. Yeah. You know, waiting to do interviews. You never know exactly when a practice is going to end, pro or college, high school, football, basketball. I mean, it's all it's always the same. You never know when a coach is going to end practice. And so I have waited with this guy so many times. We have BSed about so many things. Well, yeah. and, and I heard he got furloughed, and man. And I know, you know him. I know you know him, too. He's a good dude. And yeah, you're I like, know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. come on. Well, I've seen you out back smoking cigarettes together one time. <laughs> well, neither one of us <laughs> smokes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we were in full BYU regalia at the Las Vegas Bowl. Yeah. Well, he's just out back. You and 22 of your best friends as well. Out back, the two of you, just, you know, come on, man. I've seen you just, yeah. it's just relaxing. Joe, we had Joe Ingles on earlier this morning. If you missed it, you can listen to it at 1280thezone.com. It'll be up on Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. And Joe mentioned that when we were talking with him about the whole back and forth with you know Kyrie Irving, Dwight Howard. He brought up the uh, interview that Ed Davis gave. Uh, and I've tweeted that out if you want to read that from Hoops Hype. Uh, you know, Ed talks about a lot of the issues you know, that players are talking about on these phone calls. And uh, kind of lays the whole thing. Well, Ed Davis gave some real talk. That's what he, he did. did. He did. And and I thought it was excellent. He he laid out, you know, we're not on the call, so we don't know. So he was laying out, well, this is what some people are saying. This is what other people are saying. Here's what I think. And he did that on multiple issues. Uh, and he And one thing Joe brought up is he says, you know, there are obviously a lot of NBA players who just don't need the next paycheck, you know, and there's a lot of NBA players who maybe don't need another paycheck the rest of their life. 
because they, they got contracts and some of these guys have got two commas. Uh, again, not even the two commas. That sounds, you know, a million dollar contract. Yeah, but they're guys who literally have eight figure contracts, right? Joe signed a $50 million deal, but Joe was running through the people in the organization. You know, and these organizations employ a lot of people and the number of people they employ, not just the jazz, but across all of pro sports and college sports, the Utes employ so many more people now than they did a decade ago. We should get Chris Hill on about the growth. Next time we have him on, we got to ask him about the growth and the total number of employees. You and I know a guy who was uh, a photographer at the newsroom who now runs their whole video department and they do all kinds of things. Uh, some of it pertains to social media. Some of it pertains to recruiting. Well, they didn't have a video department 20 years ago. You know, everything's changed. But a yeah. lot of these people are taking hits, you know? and For sure. Yeah, I was listening to Kenny Chesney because uh, I had tickets to go see him in Denver this summer, and that's been postponed. And a lot of folks with the concert, a lot of performers, what they've just done is taken 2020, which has been canceled, and just basically rescheduled for 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe off a day or two, or maybe as much right. as a week. But they've just taken their their concert tour and moved it back to 2021. Just pushed everything back a year. And he was talking about how the folks that he employs, how he's trying to keep them employed as much as possible. And Kenny employs himself 120 people. Yeah. I think that uh, entertainment, and that's the kind of thing I was talking about in the growth of these, you know, whether it's a college or a, a professional team, uh, you know, Utah, BYU, the Jazz. And I, I suspect the Aggies and the Wildcats, too, employ a lot more people than they used to. Maybe not to the same level, but it's still versus what they did 20 years ago, you know. And, and so the entertainment sector, and you know the travel sector's just been crushed. You're not the only one. Who's uh, you're not the only one I know who isn't doing a Hawaiian vacation they had planned. Uh, so, and 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 you think of all the travel spots. How many people in Utah go off to uh, Mexico or take a trip to Disneyland? I mean, obviously Disney World, Disney, ESPN, the NBA, Major League Soccer—they're all leveraging those relationships. But you think how many people work in those hotels and uh, and work in those kitchens, you know, and uh, work at the front desk. I mean, there's just all kinds of people, you know, all kinds of people have gotten hit by this. I have a uh, friend who manages a hotel uh, downtown and they were down here in Salt Lake and they were down to five employees. You think all the conventions who come through, skiers come through in the winter and all the conventions in the summer, all the business travel. And if I told you the hotel, you'd know it. Yeah, you know? I know that it's her, your, your portfolio is taking a massive hit. <laughs> My portfolio. That's a sign it's break time, isn't it? All right, DJ and PK, everything you missed in this show coming up next. You missed some of Joe. We'll recap it next. Stay with us. And now, attention. Top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. National Basketball Coaches Association fears new league standards and guidelines to compare team staffers and high-risk categories for the coronavirus from attending the NBA season restart in Orlando, Florida could severely jeopardize their future employment opportunities. Some of the examples, uh, based on age, Alvin Gentry, 65, Mike D'Antoni, 69, and Greg Popovich is 71, but there could be other front office personnel assistant coaches in a similar category. Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn said NFL teams would be crazy not to add Colin Kaepernick to their list of players to work out in preparation for the upcoming season. Lynn added, I haven't spoken with Colin. I'm not sure where he's at as far as in his career, what he wants to do. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski and NBA Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal will hold a joint virtual party to help raise funds to benefit the NAACP empowerment programs and the Boys and Girls Clubs of America. The event, Shaq's Funhouse vs. Gronk Beach Virtual Party, which pays homage to their annual Super Bowl parties, will take place June 27th, 6 o'clock Mountain Time. It's available on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and about 20 platforms all told. Top of the Wire brought to you by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Obviously, this country is going through a lot of unrest right now. You are in this country, uh, but you're not an American. How much do you follow it? I don't want it to sound like wrong, but you have to. You don't have a choice. For me, being from Australia and probably not knowing uh, as much of the, the history, of you know, American history, as what I do kind of today and, and what I want to keep kind of learning going forward, it's one of those things for me, like I said, that you, you're learning and listening because there's, there's a lot of stuff that, that I didn't know. And I think for me, it's a lot more listening. And understanding. That's Joe Ingles. He joined us earlier this morning, his weekly Thursday visit. He's here at 7.30 this morning on his way in for a workout. Said the plane rides are the best part. That's where a chance to play some card games and listen to guys talk about their lives. And uh, he ran through a list of a half dozen teammates. Mentioned uh, Ed Davis this year, but in past years, Joe Johnson or Gordon Hayward. He ran through a bunch of guys, getting to know guys. And you think about how long these guys are teammates, how long guys get to play in the NBA really is a small percentage of their life, and then how long they're, you know, teamed up with any particular teammate, that's an even shorter percentage, but you meet a lot of people pretty quickly, and you spend a lot of time with them, so I guess you get to know them, you know, uh, on a pretty good level pretty quickly with all that travel together. Yeah, the time you spend in the scheme of your life may not be long, but in that time, it's intense. And, you know, that's why we've seen that we've talked about it when the, when this stuff first started happening with the with the death of George Floyd. We were talking about how teams manage to get along and teams usually uh, have people from all over. Now you get some of these sports, maybe not so much as in football, but in basketball and baseball, you're literally getting them from many, many parts of the world and they come together and they learn to get along. They have a common goal. And it's always it's nice to see and you enjoy and you talk about Joe uh, playing cards with Ed Davis and talking with Joe Johnson. I Joe Johnson was here just basically you know a, a cup of coffee so to speak in the grand scheme of things. But I always enjoyed in the, the few conversations that I was engaged in with Joe. He seemed like a man of such wisdom. You always felt like you were talking to an older guy because he was. And he'd been through it. I can remember the first uh, deal of Joe Johnson's media availability after Gordon Hayward left, and somebody asked about him. 
He said, "Well, he's gone. I'm I'm here to talk about the Jazz, not Joe, jo- not Gordon Hayward." And I went, oh, of course, yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. And it's the wisdom that he had. And I, I thought about that with Joe because I always think about, okay, he's coming on Thursday, so around you know Tuesday, the week before, or the the couple days before, I would start thinking of stuff that we can talk to him about. A lot of the times during the season, it's obvious, but now it's not obvious. And one of the things that struck me a couple of days ago, I mean, this country is going through so much and there's a lot of upheaval and and all sorts of stuff going on. And he's a foreign guy living here. You know, how would that be for me if I was pick a country and you can use Australia for his country because that's where he's from and they were going through some stuff to the level and they probably are i just don't know about it as much because i'm focused on here and how would that how would it be to being an american being somewhere else when they're going through a lot of stuff that would be sort of weird but at the same time what an educational experience joe has been able to receive through this game of basketball that has enriched and edified his life and made him probably obviously a better person as he says that he's learning about american history he's learning it literally on the go and it's not out of a book he's learning it through listening to people seeing people i don't know how much he watches the news or whatnot of course i assume if he is watching the news he obviously is watching channel two i mean i don't think there's any question about that now to show you the dedicated viewerships that, that we have in our home, the other day, my 15-year-old, who doesn't watch the news at all, at least I don't think so, I'm watching it at 5 o'clock, and she says, huh, that guy's hair looks a lot lighter than it did a few weeks back. <laughs> <laughs> Summer will do that. Get outside. Well, and the funny thing is... The day before, I had said the exact same <laughs> thing to my wife. Yeah. And so she just was walking through the room. Hey. And she has no idea who, the, you know, it's Col- Colbell. She, has, she had no idea what his name is. And she looks at him. His hair's lighter. <laughs> <laughs> so they do pay attention to a degree. <laughs> so did she get that by walking through the room when you have it on? Or yes. she sees clips on social media? or No, no, no. Yeah. She just, uh, I mean, I usually... Now, with, uh, you know, sports and not going on this time of year, I, I, I usually wa- I watch the 5 o'clock news and then the national news at 5.30 or the national news at 5.30 and the 6 o'clock news. Right. Because I'm usually in, I'm in bed by the 10 o'clock news because of yeah. the job. So I, I'm almost always, it's either five, 5 to 6 or 5.30 to 6.30. And then, of course, at 6.30, it's the... It's entertainment tonight, so I can catch up what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) And then at 7, I think, oh, crap, what am I going to do now? There's no sports on. (laughs) What's on? (laughs) Channel serve until I find something interesting to talk about tomorrow morning at 7.50. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I don't know. Since I started this thing, now I feel obligated. I do, too. I do, too. I've done that before. You just created your own monster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yuck. I meant to tell you. Uh, because we do, if you're, if you're here in the nine o'clock hours, seven fifty, we do, what were you watching last night? Which we started because we had been watching basketball and suddenly basketball stopped. And usually it's a boring segment because, you know, we watch the jazz and then we watch the other big NBA games and we watch the local college teams and watch other big college games. It's, we're pretty predictable. So all of a sudden we're watching all this different stuff. And I was telling Yach that, uh, I was binge watching the office, you know, this huge hit show. Finish it finally. This huge hit show that I never watched because I'm always watching basketball. 
And so my daughter has seen it all. And so she's like, yes, we should watch The Office. So we were doing it. But then when they did that, it went for a while. But then with the whole uh, school and remote learning thing, I think like a lot of parents, we thought it was going well. And then we found out it really wasn't going that well. So we just had, we just had to shut it down, right? Because it was time to play catch up. And so we got to the end of the school year and it took a little while, but we got back into it. Three episodes left. And now I get why people are so riled up about season nine. They're people, it's, it's the dumbest thing, PK, because it's just a sitcom, right? It's, it's literally made up to entertain us. But in season nine, a lot, the, the show was getting real. And it was very different than before that. And so people either love it or hate it. It's, it's hilarious. So funny show, though. The gifts are all over the place. And I don't know that anything will ever, ever, ever top Dwight and the fire drill. That is still my all-time favorite. So 90 minutes to go. Well, not even that, probably. 63 minutes to go. And uh, it'll be done with that. So nominate another show. You got a show you you don't binge watch though, do you, PK? I can't sit still when it comes to television. Oh, that! Oh my gosh, that came right out of my son's mouth. Yeah. Talking to phrases I've heard in the last twenty four hours. Like we're binge watching, and he'll just go downstairs and do something. He's like, I, I can't sit still, Joe. I mean, even as a sports fan, like he'll watch the NFL, but he watches fourth quarters, and he loves to watch the NBA, but he watches the second half. I can't sit still for a two-and-a-half-hour NBA game. He can if he's at it. If he's at it, he's good to go. But on TV, he likes to pick him up at halftime. Well, yeah, you don't have a remote if you're at the game. Uh, I did watch a few years back. I binge-watched The Sopranos, and I have literally seen every single episode. Mostly for New Jersey landmarks? Yes, and, <laughs> and just the way they talk and the way they treat each other. I'm not here to glamorize crime and murder not at all. But the landmarks, yeah, and the communities, and the, those literally were my communities. They were my landmarks. They lived in North Caldwell, and when we drove from Persephone down to West Orange to visit my grandmother, which was every week, you drove past, uh, uh, there's a freeway that has long since been built, but at the time it wasn't built, and so you would take surface streets, and you would go through North Caldwell, and you'd go through, and you'd see the, the houses on the hills, and you knew at least I did then, that's where the gangsters lived. I mean, you literally knew it. I mean, I'm eight years old, and I knew (laughs) that's where they lived. And that's where Tony's house was in North Caldwell. So all that stuff was very representative. I mean, I know they glamorized the the murder, and and I'm not here to do that by any stretch. Uh, That's not something to be glamorized, but just the, the way they speak. And if you listen to it, they say, I'm not on all the time and stuff that just their characteristics was so true and, and stuff that I grew up with. And then it not disappeared, but dissipated a little bit because we moved to Arizona and I didn't have as many relatives around as we used to with these massive gatherings that they would have, which would be almost just about every weekend. Somebody was doing something because my mother came from a family of 10 children. So you can imagine how huge the families were, the extended families. always somebody's birthday or anniversary. A wedding, confirmation, yeah, you name it, exactly, yes. And it was just all the time uh, going on, and it's just a big, big deal. And so that's that's why I watched it. Uh, I actually watched it on AIM. My sister said to me, man, they swear a lot. I said, yeah, I actually watched it on A&E, where they, they bleeped a lot of that stuff out, so... Well, I guess I have to go back now when we finish the office here in the next day or two and uh, watch either the real world San Diego or oh, Simon and Simon, a detective show back in the day that I, 
I, I think I saw part of one episode one time, and they had the Hotel Del Coronado in it. San Diego Landmarks. Let's the go. The real world San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, they did one. I didn't like watch it, it. The MTV spiel you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. MTV used to do the real world thing. Oh. Uh, what was the one where the gal from BYU created all the controversy? What was her name? Julie something? Yeah, I don't I know. I think you're right. That was. I don't know. What, what town was that in? I want to say it was back east somewhere. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. They did a bunch of them. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of them. I think they had one in San Francisco. I remember that. Have there been any? Well, I guess Touched by an Angel was filmed here, so you could watch it for uh, landmarks and you know where they were around town. But it wasn't. I mean, they used Salt Lake City, but it wasn't set in Salt Lake City. If that makes sense, you know, they were they they filmed along not just Salt Lake City, but along the Wasatch Front. Well, you got Fletch right there in Provo. Yes, Fletch did go to Provo. <laughs> You're right. You've got Sandlot was here. <laughs> uh, Ocean's Eleven had a little bit in Utah as well. What was the one where uh, Travolta was going to? Uh, he stole Saturday two, Night Fever. No, he stole two nuclear weapons. Saturday Night Live. No, no, he stole two nuclear weapons. But on, <laughs> right at the start of the movie, and we saw it in the theater. My wife and I went and saw it in the theater, and. Um, and they were going off. They were. It was some test flight. He was a. He was a pilot in the military, but he was a rogue pilot, right? And he's going to go on this flight, and he's going to steal these two nuclear weapons. Look who's talking. And they made this joke at the start. They said, "Well, take it off. We'll, we'll be bombing Utah in three minutes." And the whole theater had this nervous laugh. Like, <laughs> look who's talking too. That joke plays a little different in Utah than it does anywhere else. With Kirstie Alley, was that the one? No, I didn't see those. Well, maybe I saw the first oh, one. Funny. I might have seen the first one. I take that back. Harmless movies. Yeah. When I was living in Casa Grande, there, you know, the they, the uh, prison was over in Florence, and there was a guy who broke out, and uh, he his, his name was Tyson, and he was it's a it was a massive manhunt in Arizona at the time, and uh, I think he was from Casa Grande. And he ended up dying in the Casa Grande desert. Well, anyway, they did one of those movies, uh, movies of the week about the whole situation. And they showed him breaking out of the prison. And it was the Utah State Prison at the point of the mountain. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, yes. Because I remember we watched it and I was working for the Casa Grande Dispatch. So we blew it up because the guy was from the area, right? And sure. Flor- the, the prison, Florence, is... 10 miles away and uh so we were all laughing yeah well that doesn't look because it had snow-covered mountains you know when they were looking they were filming out the ochre mountains and you could see the snow on it well there's not been a mountain in central arizona that's had snow on it ever (laughs) (laughs) and so i remember looking it up and it was a big where did they actually film that prison scene and that was long before it was uh Although it's not that long. It's only 10 years before I moved to Utah. And uh, we laughed that they had, they, that's where they decided to, to film it. So uh, it was a big deal. I think uh, Robert Mitchum played the guy. You can look it up, uh, the, the movie. That was one of those things there. Uh, plenty of stuff in the movies have been filmed in Utah, but we're just looking for more uh, specific ones on Salt Lake, right? Yeah, where where it was actually set in Salt Lake, the way other shows have been set in New York or Chicago or L.A. or where. Well, Singles Ward, of course. <laughs> I'm looking for something to binge watch. You're going for individual <laughs> movies. Just singles Ward. Singles Ward, really? By the way, that was an awesome face, Yach. 
<laughs> yak <laughs> just the yak just bit into a piece of fruit. You know, you're really anticipating the, the apple like or the sour. peach whatever, and then inside it's like there's four worms in there, and the thing oh! just tastes like Ew. a big chunk okay. of asphalt, and you just want to. True story. The whole singles ward that where that apartments where they lived, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Or less than a two-minute walk from my parents' house while yeah. growing up. So I know that is so freaking freaky. There you go, freaking freaky. <laughs> so that one strikes a little closer to home for me, even because I was right. And there. did you meet Sweetie in the singles ward? I did not. Oh well. Are you bishop in the singles ward? No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> they ain't calling me as a bishop of the singles ward anytime soon. Only a matter of time. Oh yeah, come on, brother. Don't don't doubt yourself. I mean, you're a man of faith. Trying Both to, you know, of you are really. Fly, when you think about it, the radar here, PK. No, yeah, we're never going to allow that. You better get another job if that's what you want. Yeah, we're not going to allow come that. On. I mean, when you take over for DJ and PK, mornings with Hatch. I mean, come on. Let's be real. It's going to be mornings with Yak. Come on, Yakim Alajawan, Yakadoodle do. Yaka doodle do. <laughs> On that that's, note, that's a new one that came from our golf outing a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. All right. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Larry H. Miller, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram in Sandy. Find your deals online at lhmdeals.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Let's go. The Big Show. It's a big deal. With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. This past weekend's PGA tournament was the most bet on PGA event in history. <laughs> so every sports gambler out there was like, it's something to bet on quick. Take all of my money. I literally cannot remember the last time I bet on sports. If BYU wins, I will take you and your wives to dinner. I think I challenged them to a tennis match with my daughter for $10,000 on. Legitimately, do the Titans have a chance to beat the Ravens? They do. What would you bet me? <laughs> Incriminating audio? On that game? I'll do it. Okay. Straight up? Titans win. I don't mm. bet on sports. Never have. The Big Show. Weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for your feedback brought to you by Audi Salt Lake City where you can pick up a new Audi Q5 SUV for only $3.59 per month. Visit Audi Salt Lake City at 999 South State or AudiSaltLakeCity.com. The John Travolta movie I could not think of with the uh, stealing the nuclear weapons. Broken Arrow, Devin tweets at us. Thank you, Devin, for uh, filling me in there. Uh, so we got a we got a lot of people got a lot of people uh, reacting. Olive Branch, Ob Kinahan got a lot of feedback on that. PK, yeah. what, what do you think when you hear Ob? Jeff says, "I think I'm hitting three. <laughs> <laughs> Nate says he thinks about his golf game when he hears OB. Yeah. You know how El Camino College is really good in football yeah. down in the right. Torrance area down in California? Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because Harbor College was really good in baseball. I mean, really good. They sent a number of guys to the uh, into the major leagues. And there was a coach named Jim O'Brien. And he actually was a BYU player. And he coached at uh, Harbor. His name was Jim O'Brien, and everybody called him OB. Well, as nicknames go, I guess that's fairly harmless. Yeah, it made me think of that. OB. Yeah. Cole says he thinks of Juan Kenobi. I thought of that one too, yeah. 
Obi-Wan Kenobi, Star Wars yeah. fans. Yes, definitely. A lot of people replying, Ocean Beach in San Diego. Mission Beach, Ocean Beach, Pacific Beach, all in a row right there in between La Jolla and Point Loma. Well, that's a lot of beaches. You've probably vacationed and ridden a few bikes in that area, PK. Oh, no question. Yeah, many, many times over. Absolutely, yeah. Well, when we lived in California, we lived in Los Angeles area for 10 years. In the summer, that whole area is just taken over by Arizona folks. I mean, because most of the, a lot of those places, if not all, not all of them, but most of them are rentals. And you drive in that area, that Pacific Beach, Ocean Beach, that area you're speaking of, my gosh, that's all you see is Arizona plates. So anyway, we would go down almost every weekend, it seemed, because somebody that we knew was down there from Arizona visiting, and we would go down and visit them. I, I spent many July 4ths watching fireworks go up over the bay there. Uh, we were talking about people who've lost their jobs. You were talking about your friend Wayne, and uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, hopefully sports can come back, but, man, the travel industry, it, it could be a while. You Chasta Trailer tweets in, we have a friend that is the GM of a downtown hotel. She had to laugh 54 people. She's running the operation with her two assistants and two salespeople, and her joke is that the rooms have to be clean because if they aren't, she has to discipline the housekeeping manager, and then the housekeeping manager has to discipline the housekeeper, which is awkward because right now she's all three jobs. That's what I figured you were going to say. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the friend who runs the downtown hotel, I, when I talked to him, last time I talked to him, he says, I got to go now. There's only five of us working in a hotel, and a room has to be changed. I got to go do it. So weird, weird times. So hopefully we'll be able to travel uh, sooner rather than later, and uh, we'll all have plans for short trip, medium-sized trip, long trip, whatever it is, a trip somewhere. Yeah, I just want one time to go on a private jet. That's what I want. I mean, you've done that. I've never done that. That was cool. My brother-in-law PK hates just, to bring it to. I've done it myself. And it is uh, well, screw you. Yeah, what'd you do it for? Um, had a friend I didn't know was that affluent, the family, and they flew us to a wedding on their private jet. Oh, Maron. Maron. Where was the wedding? San Diego. Out of Provo? Uh, out of Provo, yeah. Pretty yeah. sweet. My brother-in-law just the other day flew on a private jet to Austria. Now, wow. that would be a trip. And it's funny because he works for the company down there building these uh, trucks and all that but the guys are from here and one guy's like in his 30s I forget his name but he's a multi-trillionaire and I think people would know his name and they they took the business and moved it down to Phoenix in the Phoenix area but they're all from here and they're all Latter-day Saints so uh, my brother-in-law works for a bunch of Latter-day Saints I can't remember the guy's name. I looked him up. Isn't it like Nikola a, Motors or something like that? Yeah, yes, yes, because I told you about it, didn't Mul I? Multi-billion dollar valuation all of a sudden? It's crazy. Yes, yes, and they have these private jets. that, they, and So they just left the other day to do business in Austria, and my brother-in-law was on that private jet. So he's in Austria now as we speak. All right, DJ and PK, we are out of time. Hands and Scotty are coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow.